All right, folks, here we go. Midweek, we've got Sports Insider Radio for you. SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. And we've got our friends John and Mike from JohnSyndicate.com. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Uh, you get all the information you need, and you got the guys. They got their YouTube channel. They got all their fancy little video goodies going as well. How you boys doing today? Hey Brian, I'm going to send you a text to your phone. Yeah. While we're live on the air, and I'll let you comment after you get the text. I just said just got off my bicycle. How about that picture I just sent you? Isn't that a oh a face my above? lord? Well, it's radio. It's not a visual medium, but. Uh, I will try to describe this as best I can. Fancy, you're color coordinated. I will say that. At 38 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, you're That's wearing it. a lime green uh, jacket, like a and then the helmet, and and then you look. You don't look like a biker. You look like an Olympic downhill skier. Pretty much, pretty much, just did 12 miles, and then uh, and then uh, came back and watched uh, Big Mike here. Overhead lift two thirty five. Nice, more than his body weight. Uh, we, we are you walking? The, you know, ar- are you walking around the office? Sports. Look? We have to do sports. Sports. Are you walking you know around I mean? the office looking like that? No, I changed. I got a shower. Now. <laughs> I'm, back. I'm ready to roll for one hour of power. I was going to say, jump? I, I, you, you're you're pretty good with the rhymes. It's funny you said it right out of the gate because at some point I was going to say, yeah, the hour of power. It's in, in, the hour of power. Don't stall. Make the call. I mean, you make got the call. you got you got the exactly. you got the he's got the rhyme thing down, Mike. It's I pretty, was a rapper in my original life. <laughs> um, but but here but here's the thing: if you if you, today is Wednesday, and this is what they would call a hump day normally, where it'd be a dark day. But as you know, there's not one. There's not two. There's three football games today, um, and then uh, so you know. What I always tell people is there's so much football going on right now that you have to pick and choose your spots. For instance, yesterday, the quarterback was out, as you're well aware, and the line went from 10 to 15 and a half with the Akron Zips. Guess what? It didn't matter. They won the game outright. Um, I watched every major money move yesterday. We always say it's not what you bet, it's when you bet. Every major line move, basically, if you chased it, you lost. If you knew what your number should be on the game and you stuck to it, then you you know you had the value. For example, my guys were on um, Kentucky at home plus the five and a half late. The line opened up at two and went up three and a half points. So if you're the public and you see that, you're going to chase that line move. They win the game by four, so it goes back to yes, the favorite one, but did they cover? The answer is no. Um, and it's the same thing with the Dallas San Antonio game. Our guys got Dallas. Uh, Mavericks at home against San Antonio. We talked about that on yesterday's segment, and they won the game by a point. So the line makers are on their game, so it's our job to be on our game just like they're on their game. And, and there's the, the between-the-line stuff uh, that that you have to consider strongly. And like tonight, I will just say, you got a MAC game, Toledo and Bowling Green. Uh, totals in the 65.5 range. Uh, and Toledo can score. Bowling Green can score. They can't stop anybody. I, I would just throw two games at you from last night that that fortunately went the right way uh but you know we have you can take the power rankings and all the things you need to do but sometimes there are historical anecdotes trends uh things that you just rely on now duke michigan state it's a coin flip i mean there's no doubt it's a coin flip but but if you're going to play a side duke was the side and and the reason that duke is the side is that annually uh you've got izzo who's mantra and he is known for getting his teams to peak at a crescendo at the end of the year so got big words coming early all right crescendo. so okay so yeah there, wow. there you go so that works now and then the mac game last night we had the over in the uh the game uh with uh central michigan and kent state kent state has one of the very worst offenses in college football. So they gave you a relatively low total based on a couple of things. Uh, but, but Kent, in the last couple of weeks, 
They scored 14 points. They got 20. For them, that's like getting 72. So their offense is starting to get going a little bit. And then you had Central Michigan, and they were playing lower-scoring games the last two games, but they were playing the best teams in the conference. Now all of a sudden you put these two together, they give you a low total, and the thing turns into a track meet. So some, you know, there, there's there's power rankings and there's hard numbers, but there's that that between-the-lines working knowledge and the ability well, to and, massage opinions. And, and, and let me just say this, uh, you know, I – I digress with basketball, Whoa. college basketball, big, big another big word. And uh, here's the thing. I had two plays yesterday, and this is not about bragging. We're here for an hour. But this is about watching line moves and understanding that they don't matter if you have a number. We made a number on Miami, Ohio against Wright State. Now, again, not a top 25 game, right. not on national television. Um, the line opens at 1. You could check it yourself, and you'll see it went on. If you look at for a place like scores and odds, it, went all, it closed at 5 at the highest level. Um, we were on Miami, Ohio, plus the five. Didn't take the money line because it was only, you know, it was plus 180. They won the game outright, Brian, by five. The team that had the line move against them four points because we knew our number on that game was Miami, Ohio should be minus nine. So like Kenny says, and he'll be with us next week, hopefully he's a little under the weather, he said, if you have a number, you stick to your number, and you don't worry about what the number is that you're betting unless it's to your advantage. So if I, if I have a team and I'm making Miami, Ohio a nine-point favorite, and they're getting five instead of getting one, I was going to play them at plus one. And then I'll play them at plus two. Then I'll play them at plus. So you you have to wonder how bad people get hurt following these games. The second game we played was Duquesne VMI under one forty nine and a half. There was the game ended one thirty eight eleven and a half points. The reason why I want to talk about the small games because I always say we look at the obscure little schools that are overlooked by the general public. And if you're betting for a business or you're trying to get a ROI, this is not sports talk radio this is sports insider radio if you want to be an insider first thing i would say is throw away the tv games every night sure if we have a number and it's to our benefit great but i'm not going to be on the duke and, 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 and i would and i and i say this i mean you, know, you, you, you throw the word insider out i mean there, there's no i don't care what anybody tells you there there is no Inside information. The, no, but, no, 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 what no, I mean no, 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 We no, already no, know no, the line is no, too no, hard on the no, top but, but I games. guess what I'm getting at. I mean, when, in, in terms of just it, 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 using the word, and okay, marketing or whatever. Uh, let's just cut to the chase. We, we could call it Sports Insider Radio. I think the the inside aspect of it is having the working knowledge of both sides of the counter. No one's getting inside information. Anybody tells you? No, they're not getting, at all. No, 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 not right, at all. I, I, no. I just I just feel the the need to say no. No one's getting any inside information. They're not. No. This is the inside. I always say the only it, lock I have is the lock on the door right, when I walk exactly. in the office. But but, but no. But the right. the inside. If there was it, you know, whatever. If you call it a buzzword or whatever, the inside angle is to have the working knowledge of both sides of the counter and the ability to know more often than not, way more often than not, which way a number's going to move so that you can get the best of the number. So, I, I, I Correct. I, you know, I mean, and, I, and, so I'm, and I'm all in with, the, with the inside thing. What I would say to you is this. Are you on board with that? Also, There's no in, no, no uh, one. Totally on, no one. I tell every client on the phone, totally no on board with that. has inside Th- This is why a, a professional better should be risking 1% to 3% maximum per game of their bankroll and not 30, 40, 50 because any game can lose. What I will say is the inside part is that you have to be willing to do the work on Nickel State against Villanova. You have well, to be d- willing to do the work on Nebraska-Omaha against New Mexico and find out, is it a, n- a good number when Nebraska when New Mexico goes from 7 to 12 yesterday? Well, kid, you, 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 look, you look, and, and then last night, uh, only I had a, a loser, okay? I had Duke. Uh, I had Canisius uh, at Air Force. And you know what? Altitude got them. I, I thought I thought they were be- they could be a better basketball team. Altitude probably got them, uh, and and so that that got got me. But I, I, there's a reason I don't play the Denver Nuggets but, games when right, they're at home. Okay, but here's the thing: <laughs> of all the games, Mike, of all the games, hi Bud, how are you? Hi, how you doing? How all right, man. of all the games that are on the college basketball menu tonight, exactly what you're talking about, John. I'm looking at Jacksonville State and Buffalo. 
And you know, you? really, of all I'm the game, of all the game, well, but you know I'm what? But, but yeah, but well, you, what you know, what what does it come down to? Having a read and a feel on on what's going on now, Jacksonville State. What do you know about, about, about Jacksonville? Maryland against Butler. Here, I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, here, I'll no computer, no computer, Mike. You promise? No computer. No computer. All right, <laughs> double, double or nothing on the chicken wings. Double or nothing on the chicken wings. All right. Okay, what, let me what, hear it. What's the team nickname for Jacksonville State? Definitely, you're definitely uh, something. Um, <laughs> Jackrabbits. No, that's a nice try. No, I, I still owe your wings. The Gamecocks. Okay, who? Jacksonville State Gamecocks. All right. Anyway, you know what? They played two games. They scored a hundred against Tennessee Wesleyan. Now, who cares, right? But they played at on the road at Richmond against an A10 team. And they put 94 on the board. Buffalo beat Canisius 80-75. I mean, th- these are two teams that can get up and down the court. And I think it's early in the season. And I think there's – oh, I ain't going to say it. I-, I think there's an opportunity. <laughs> I'm not going to say the word. Uh, but I-, I think it's a higher-scoring game. You weren't going to say value? No, I refuse to say. You- I'll let you say You refuse to say I refuse to say But But, I mean, but listen, I guess the, the point – You live in the state of Nevada. Yes. you got UNLV and Nevada both playing tonight. Nevada on the road. Yeah. At Santa Clara and UNLV against Prairie View A&M. And the point is, if somebody's listening to this, they want to hear about those Duke games because I take the position, after doing this for literally three decades, that the, the gamblers, the sports bettors that can't win are entertainment-based. Now, I understand you like to do the eye test, and I get that with college and pro football because you can get almost every game on TV if you're sophisticated enough with the technology. You are not going to get most of the people in in, uh, in, in Alabama are not going to get Prairie View A&M on UNLV, in UNLV on or Central Arkansas against UCLA to, for the eye test. So you have to be able to have some type of computer-based modeling to do an algorithm to find out what that that number is versus what that number should be, and when you have a huge disparity, you know, disparity. Another big word. Not another big word. Take the edge. Take the advantage. <laughs> and what I go back to is, if you're watching line moving services, me and you, you know, we know we we were involved with Don Best, and you, you're looking at the Don Best screen, for instance, and you see these games pop. It doesn't really mean anything is the point of if you look at last night because if you don't know why that line is moving, it could be the book just, like you said, both sides of the counter, needs to even the action and create perception of why you should be betting one side or the other. But that really doesn't have any validity on saying it's a valid move. Like the team should be nine, the game opened up at three, and the game went to an eight. Okay, that would be a valid line move. But if it's a move just to even the money out, that line from one to five, when I'm on the dog plus the one all the way up to plus five, and they went out right by five, is basically saying that that line is kind of, I don't want to say phony, but they're, they're doing so much work on all the NBA games, on all the college football games, on all the NFL games, that you're going to be able to find soft spots in college basketball early in the season. And, I, you know, I, I, you know, damn you, bud. <laughs> you, sent me, you sent me that picture. I can't get out of my head. My, Mike, I'm telling you, that outfit he's wearing makes your flash thing look tame. Well, that and, uh, I mean, you were actually right. He reminds me of, like, a slalom skier that just is right at the gate, and you see that face where they always go to the camera, and they show the face of the guy ready to jump out the gate. That's exactly what he reminds yeah, Bodie me of. Miller. There you go. Right, yeah. there, there you go. Bo- you know, it's only going to get colder. I'm going to send it. Well, how about when I send it to you and it says minus 38? It's uh, only going to get colder. Um, but, <laughs> you know, this time of year, we always talk about, you know, we did a 24-minute video that's still up on my site, you know, the betting is a business 101. And, you know, this is the time of the year where you have people that won't bet college basketball for one reason. I don't like it. Um, it's the same reason why people don't bet baseball and the handle goes down. So, you know, here with this platform of having our one-hour show, you know, I get into the fact of that if you're truly looking for a return on capital, you should be playing where you have the edge. Edge doesn't mean inside information, like you were saying. Edge means we are modeling with our programs and our analysts what the line should be versus what the line is. And it's, like, amazing because Kenny will actually send me a sheet of his outlaw number every game he puts a line on, and he purposely does not like to look at the opening numbers because he doesn't want his opinion to be skewed. And I'll be looking at the sheet for NFL as a perfect example where you know you're going to have vibe, and he'll have a team at, like, minus one, and they're plus eight. And you just, like, you just 
say to yourself, unbelievable. Like, how can the line, he make a line based upon all his algorithms at minus one? And then the line, because the eight is to equal out both sides of the table, both sides of the counter to get to, so they can make that 10% commission. The eight isn't really a legitimate eight. You see, that's my point. And then I'll, I'm done with it. Yeah. Well, listen. now we can get into specific games with Mike in KHL hockey. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, uh, there is breaking news here on a Wednesday morning. And lo and behold, um, you know, it falls in my lap. Uh, the Bills are playing at the Chargers, and it's going to be Nathan Peterman, the rookie quarterback, is going to get the start for the Bills. Now, that number is four, four and a half some places. In many places, the number, the game is off the board. But it's not because of the quarterback change for the Bills. It's that Rivers is in concussion protocol, and it may be Kellen Clemens as the quarterback. But to see what what the bills end up doing after getting mangled two weeks in a row this is a move that i'm actually very intrigued by it and i i think it's the right thing to do i know that yeah here's the thing they drafted this kid out of pittsburgh and he's a rookie and he's starting on the road usually i like to get him to start on at home but he's a taller mobile quarterback uh he can see over the line of scrimmage where Tyrod Taylor can't. You know, Taylor makes plays when he gets out of the pocket, runs around, and then buys time and goes downfield. But they've accrued two ones, two twos. They traded one of their third-round picks to get Kelvin Benjamin, so they've got a third-round pick. they got five picks in the first three rounds next year. They've got to make a decision. Uh, is, is this kid anything? You might as well find out, because other than that, they're going to pony up all those picks to get a franchise quarterback in next year's draft. So that doesn't mean that it's a throwaway, that this guy might actually have some success in the offense just because, you know, they're different, completely different players, Mike. But this kid is taller and can see over the line of the scrimmage, and he can do the hot reads and the slants, where a lot of times Taylor in the pocket, he can't see what's going on. You know, and, and if guys are open, sometimes he doesn't see that they're open. So it, it's intriguing, but people are going to have to watch and learn what kind of difference this kid's going to make, good or bad. I mean, putting a guy on the road that's a rookie quarterback basically in an environment where the defense – I think it's a terrible move on the road. I think I agree with you. They should have started at my home first. I mean, I know it's the time of the season where they just want to give them a shot instantaneously, and they feel like it's just getting away from them. But but the Chargers the crowds are pretty pretty quiet, kid. It's not a big stadium. Are, no, you're right. They sit on their hands. No, right. I mean, if you were the, the, the only thing I'll say, and I apologize for interrupting. The only thing I would say, right. if you were going to stop uh, start the guy on the road, uh, other than Miami, where after week seven half the building's empty anyway, uh, this may be the best spot. From a crowd well, perspective. The, again, but he hasn't played with the, the first team, so he's got no repetition. Not that Benjamin has been there long anyway, but he's had no repetition with the first team. I don't know how much of the playbook he really knows, or he's actually – I know they practice with the second team, but when you haven't played in the NFL and you haven't been in that environment, the game is so much faster. It's not like college whatsoever. And to tell you the truth, the Chargers are actually – They've been losing games late, but they have a favorable schedule where if they do get Rivers back, they actually are pretty good. They, they're built like the Saints, and I'm not comparing them to the Saints, but the way that their team is built with their defense, they're playing pretty good. They're just not closing out games. They don't they're know how to win. Very they they, they just, don't know how to win. They don't. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, they, they have given away. Uh, they're 3-6. and six. They've given away four games. But they should feast on a rookie quarterback – that literally the speed, it, it's always too fast for anybody when they get in there early unless, you know, uh, there's only a couple guys that have come in the league and just dominated from well, the start. Well, you know, the funny thing um, is I, I, I'm going to go with the glass is is half full, and I'll just say this. Am I comparing this guy to Dak Prescott? No. But believe me, it's like I always go back to Tom Brady that if Drew Bledsoe didn't get knocked into next week, uh, three years down the road, Brady a six-round draft pick, New England may have went and drafted a quarterback in the first round. If Bledsoe hadn't got hurt and Brady got in, and look, we're looking at the best quarterback of all time. Uh, you know, Prescott, uh, what did he do? You know, he, he was one of the later round quarterbacks that went in the quarterback class. This kid actually looked really good in the preseason. I think you'll be a little surprised that I think he's pretty serviceable. I didn't, but you gotta, but, but, but you got to find out, can he play? Now, that. but I'll tell you one thing. There are a lot of gray areas that if we're sitting here trying to say, well, let, let's identify a spot to go to, and that's what we're here to do. I, I, it well, sounds like there's a lot of gray areas in that game to consider. 
But let me also say this. You know, we're talking about the NFL, which is the highest handled, meaning the most money's wagered in the NFL. Biggest bets are made in the NFL. Largest uh, entertainment bettors will fly in and they'll bet, you know, crazy amounts of money and they can get it down in the NFL. Big groups will bet the NFL. But here's the thing. Or they'll take a train. The lot. The line makers, <laughs> That's you. they do a great job. And if you don't believe me, Brian, here's the breakdown going into. Is this week 11 or week 10 we're going into? Uh, this will be week 11. And you've okay, done this so every week. The, and, and, and these numbers are usually pretty interesting. Well, these, this number shows you it's almost like you should have done all your work and been up substantially by Sunday because you could basically make the case you're flipping a coin no matter what side you take. And here's the proof. Right now, if you bet every favorite in the NFL against the spread, you're 68, 70, and 6. Yeah. If you bet every dog in the NFL, you're 70, 68, yeah. and 6. And that's six the goal. That points. is the goal from okay. the book. So when you talk about parity, we're not talking about winning and losing. And then here's the uh, amazing thing with the dogs. The dogs have a two-game edge. Most of the dogs, where if you're a money line better this year in the NFL, you're getting crushed. So if you, I'm going to give you another word, segue. If you segue the Kentucky game last Spell night, <laughs> segue. Uh, well, I'm, I'll do that. I would have to use the computer. Uh, if you segue Kentucky <laughs> last night against Kansas, right? Kentucky closed at five and a half and lost by four. So they're a dog that covered but actually didn't win the game. Last week, Colts, they lose the game, but they cover. Yep. Chargers, they lose the game, but they cover. Cincinnati. They lose the game, but they cover. The concept of, of in the old days, you'd see more of my dog winning outright, kind of like the Miami-Ohio uh, Miami game last night. But in pro sports, what, you, what you're basically saying is that they're overvaluing the favorites, which is why they have a two-game edge to dogs. And the favorites are actually winning at a much higher percentage because, look, here's the, the numbers straight up. The favorites are 95 and 49 straight up. So if you're a money line better, you're 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 95 and 49. Obviously, the money line you get killed because of the 49 that lost. You might have been laying two, three hundred bucks on or more. But the, the the point is, is that when you look at straight up, favorites are absolutely winning more than dogs on the money line. And that is a good example of how you can use money line parlays to limit your cost and then maybe maybe make a big score. But when you then take it to the point spread, you know, you've got a two-game two edge in the NFL to the dogs. No, I mean, I, and you're, those numbers, you've been giving those all year long. Uh, and it is, you, you do stare at it and you analyze it. And, and I would say this, not that you would just blindly go and do this, but – uh, to, to John's point, Mike, if at the end of the year a football team in the NFL, uh, the odds maker's goal is that they cover eight times and they don't cover eight times, that, that you're looking two way action. You don't want any. You don't want one team, you know, sitting there uh, going uh, fourteen and two against the spread. So sometimes, if you if you look at in the back third of a season and you do see some team. That is like that is like they're nine and three against the spread. It, it, it at least you should at least take a peek at it and say, well, let's see what adjustments they make here. Uh, well, it, 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 let me just believe say, me. Why you're talking? Believe me. No, why you're talking? There. Let me just give it to you, Brian. Philadelphia and, and Nolans are both the best teams against the spread. Right. Seven and two right now in the season. There you go. Now and now, so, so we'll watch. You have to. Watch for adjustments. See if that evens out. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I is, don't. I don't know. That, but I would say this too. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's seven and two. That doesn't mean now. Okay, that cat's out of the bag. That that, that doesn't mean that oh, they're going to get it all the way back. That they'll be eight and eight at the end of the year. Well, uh, and then but, you but, you, but you may see. You see. You may see it come closer to the mean. You know, because it's, it's right. the adjustments will be the made. Other issue. Teams that are scoring a lot of points, for instance, after Nolans, what do you got? You got the Rams, and you know, the, I you know, I lost last week. I actually was, you know, at halftime I was looking good, then they exploded again. How about but these the guys? thing is, this really? team exactly. So now you have three teams: Philly, and look, when you're, you're we're not even mentioning like New, New England Patriots. Mm. We're not mentioning like Dallas Cowboys. We're, we're not mentioning the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're not mentioning the Baltimore Ravens. We're talking about Philly. New Orleans and the Rams 
are your money makers right now going into week 11 in the NFL. And I, you know and I would, it's just on this on that topic and I'm not saying that this is actually the case, but it, it would not shock me and I think different sports book directors at different properties may have different opinions, but um, public teams, let, let's just say the Cowboys for argument's sake. Like we said, the goal may be to be 8 and 8. But there are going to be many games when the books actually need the Cowboys to lose because they're such a public team. That if they ended up being, you know, uh, five and nine against the spread, that ain't gonna that's not gonna hurt the books' feelings because Dallas is a public team. So there's another way that you'd kind of you know massage that that, that number and, and try to decipher what it really means. Right, and the other thing is is. If you a couple weeks ago, that three or four weeks ago, you had a, a weekend where almost every game was one or two points. This week, you have eight games on the number, meaning you've only had six games in the NFL actually hit the middle this year, hit land on the push. So if you got in early and you got in late, you basically middled both sides of the games. Hey, but can I cut? Let me, let me let me cut in on that for one second. And the, the the key numbers are still the key numbers. Three and seven are the key numbers. 14, right. you know, yeah, yeah, it, it is, but it's not. But three and seven, okay? No, and, and this but, week you have a lot of them. Right. But, but, you know, but you know what, yeah, right, but you know what the difference is? It, it, it's still it's still the key number, but with them moving that extra point back, how many times now are we seeing these quirky things, you know, uh, with that missed extra point? Where I'm not saying it's not, it's not still a key number, but it, it's been diminished to a degree. Well, Look, I used to love to have six and a half instead of seven. Now I want six because if it goes into overtime and they don't kick the extra yeah, point, then, exactly. then, you know, I, but now, so I, I got to search for that extra half over the half uh-huh. that I'm trying to get to make sure that when the game is tied up and they score a touchdown, I don't lose by a half. Now they won the game by six. Well, that's good. That's burned me thing. a couple times. And, and the, so, but the thing is, when you look at this week where I see it's going to be a big upset special week and, like, you only have one double-digit favorite this week, Kansas City at the Giants. That's it. They opened at 11. They're down to 10. And look at all the other games. Detroit, 3. Miami, 1. Baltimore, we'll get to that. Minus 2. Minnesota, 2. Arizona, Houston, pick them. Jacksonville, 8. But it opened at 8.5, so it could come down to that key number of 7. And then you have Nolans. And remember, they're the second-most covering team in the NFL. Like so what they that. do. I like saying that. Listen, they put a premium on this game. It opens up at eight. Everybody's grabbing that number. It's down to seven and a half. My thing is, everybody knows that they're the numbers, the second most covering team in the NFL. So if that line, and I'll have to look into it with Kenny and, and you and other people off the air, let's say that nine should really be five. You're already going to get an inflated number on New Orleans. On Philadelphia, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that was you're very good. Yeah. Get, you're going to get it. And then the thing is, you know, back to um, look at the Patriots. This is where I see like the game opens at five, but Oakland has such a large betting uh, contingent, as was told to me by the sportsbook directors oh, in Nevada, that that the line really, you know, it's only six and a half. So if you love New England and the line on that game really should be ten, you got to get on it now because it already popped a point and a half. It's going to go over seven. Oh, by the and way, the couple, thing is, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying a couple quick notes on that New England game. Uh, you know, okay, hey, the Patriots are back. They come off the bye. They look really good. But, again, this is a smart group. They're playing Oakland in altitude or at altitude in Mexico City. So what do they do? They, they crush Denver, and then they stay in Colorado at altitude to train for the game. So, I mean, you know, right. obviously, smart move for them. And the one I, I wanted to throw at Mike, uh, Jacksonville uh, at Cleveland. There are two things in play here. And, man alive, I mean, when you're sitting there saying, really, am I, am I really going to do this and step up to the plate with a bad football team? But there are two things in play that really make me think of Cleveland this week, Mike, and that is – Jacksonville, a, a, a touchdown favorite or more on the road? It's Jacksonville, for starters. The other thing is, Cleveland has yet to win a game. And even though they're catching a touchdown at home, if you look at the remainder of their schedule, literally this may be the best remaining chance they have to not end up winless. And if, if, they're, if they're looking at the schedule, I mean, this is like one of those circle the wagons things. People like, are going to remember, I'll let Mike answer, but people are going to remember when Jacksonville went to London and blew out 
or the Ravens blew out the Ravens where they score 44 they throw up and so people are going to concentrate on those big blowouts that teams like that have had and say oh it's only eight no big deal so that's where I come in on that but again I go back to the overvalued nature of, of, of the fact that you already know that the dogs just by nature have a two point edge and it's funny because they do the dogs on the closing number so what that basically means is if Arizona is one and a half and the game goes to pick them right now, which it is, but then it pops back to one, you know, Houston's considered the dog. So some of these games are not finite, finite dogs or favorites because you have that line flipping and flopping back and forth from pick to minus one. So it's interesting where they, you know, they, they're grading it kind of like horse racing. The closing number when they when they go out of the gate is what is considering it a dog or a favorite. Well, and we'll, we'll dive back. We'll take a break, but and we'll come back. Um, you know, we got college football games. You got look ahead spots, and you got rivalry spots. You got Army Navy playing, but Army Navy in the on deck circle. Uh, you've got USC UCLA. You got you know. So there's those big things. But I, I guess Mike, my point on, on that Jacksonville Cleveland game. It, it, these are the kind of things where you sit there and you look and go, "Well, wait a minute. I, I'm focused on the game this week." But if Cleveland's looking at that schedule, they're going, "We better win this game, fellas, or we're not going to win a game this year." And, and it's one of those circle the wagons things. And it's Jacksonville. All of a sudden, well, hey, the, the weight of expectations, and you know they're in the hunt i mean this is this is uncharted water for them but then you're asking them to cover seven and a half points on the road in your wildest dreams when did you ever think you'd see jacksonville favored seven and a half on the road well i haven't but that's this is the type of game that i would not play prior to the game starting there's just not enough information for me to just lay a touchdown with jacksonville but we like for example we had jacksonville in the second half last week this is the type of game if Look, if Kaiser's starting, if they're starting, whoever their rotation of three quarterbacks that they might put in there at any given time for Cleveland, Cleveland does hang with people in the first half. So this is the type of game where it could be Cleveland could be up by three at the half. You really have to monitor it, and the eyeball test comes in because you could grab Jacksonville at a good price in the second half. They might not cover the full touchdown, or now if it goes down to seven, even a touchdown, but they'll cover the second half. That's what we did with Pittsburgh last week also. They were down at the half, and then they covered the second half. All right, it's Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. show will be archived there for you as well. The number is 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. When we come back, we're going to about teams that are trying to become bowl eligible. Uh, we've got look-ahead spots, rivalry games. Uh, there's a lot on the plate and a lot to get to, and we're not done yet. It is Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. one 1679 That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. 
College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679, 1-800-209-1679, midweek in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing with John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com as we move forward with weeknight college football, Thursday night football, college basketball, NHL, uh, on and on and on and on and on it goes. And, and the guys are up at like 3 in the morning. Hey, listen, I want to brag soccer. I had Vancouver last night. I had Vancouver's a nice, do- delicious dog last night. A delicious dog. Is that is it? They were losing 2 nothing in the after <laughs> 1. And it was about because of the difference, the time difference. Obviously, the game started late here, and it was like you know, almost one in the mo- like twelve midnight. And then, and then the next thing I know, I look up top second period two two. I said, you know what, I'm going to sleep. I'll wake up and check the score. Well, I, hey, I would even say this. Can to you me. do? Can you do that, Bry? I know you like to rewatch certain games, but if you're in the middle of watching an actual game that you have money on, can you just say, ah, I'll go to sleep and check it in the morning, or you can't do it? Uh, I would fall asleep watching it. I don't think I'd turn it off. I've done that. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, you got to, you know, I mean, you're I'll, a Buffalo I'll just, guy. You got to, you got to adjust with the East no, Coast. No, there, there, yeah, there are days like oh, I can't wait for this game. You get there, lie on the couch watching the game. Next thing you know, you're catching flies. You know, and here's the thing: before we go into college football, you know, we, Mike and I talk about this every week. You should check track this the rest of the season if you don't believe me. Every game, there's like a minute left in the fourth quarter in the NFL on the one o'clock games. And there's like a whole quarter left in the Ravens game. It drives us crazy. <laughs> like, this team plays so slow. I don't know over the years of you watching, but why, what you attribute, how, just forget the score, just how you, they're playing another team. So you have to take that into account. Well, but literally, it will be one minute, two minute warning in every 10 o'clock game in Vegas. And it'll be the beginning of the fourth quarter in the Raven game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your team, boys. Yeah, well, Mike, it's Mike, Mike, you tell me. Why? Honestly, I, I've been trying to figure it out. It's like a conundrum. We have no idea. Another word. Conundrum. Well. We just cannot figure it out. It, so, it sounds. Every you know, time. You know, they start at the same time, and they just, they won't, they always the last team to finish. Well, if, if you just, and I watch, but maybe I mean them specifically that closely, it would seem to me that there would be, their defense is good. Uh, and then Flacco on the other side, as you've got an inordinate amount of incomplete passes. It, it's just incomplete passes, right, incomplete right. So pass, the and the clock keeps stopping. Keep stopping. Right. Mean, right, there you go. That's really the answer. That is the answer. We knew you'd knew it. And speaking of the Ravens game, before we go to college, my stepsister, she's flying to Green Bay because she's such a fanatic. And I, I, didn't, I, can't, I, I don't want to rain on her parade, um, but, you know, I don't expect the Ravens to win this game. I mean, this is oh. a perfect storm. Your outfit. Uh, I just don't. Your little outfit. Your little outfit would play great in Green Bay. It, it would. It, it would. Oh yes, of course, exactly. But I mean, here's the thing: they got to get him a cheesehead. Green Bay just. What did they just <laughs> win? I mean, who just? They just won in Soldier Field. They beat Chicago. Right. Yeah. Then they go home and they're a two point dog against the Ravens. I mean, it, it, against a team that historically is horrible on the road. You tell me. The value, the value is obviously on the Packers. Of course, if I like the Packers, I would love the public, because the Ravens do get a lot of respect by the public. I would love the line, obviously, to go to three um, and then grab the three. Uh, When you were talking about the Jacksonville game, and then I'll get off the NFL completely, uh, Mike said, you know, I would never lay. Well, you know me. Just the traitor in me. I'm just going to take the dog plus the seven and a half before it moves. Hope well, the game goes down and grab the six and a half. Well, let me throw one right at you because it was a game I was actually going to talk about. Is Philly and Dallas? And what's the number telling you? It's three, three and, and a half, half even or three minus twenty. Um, but later in the week, uh, Dallas is a very public team. So you know, if you like that hook, you best be getting. Okay, it. so back to the information that is available to the public which the the first number one covering team in the nfl is philadelphia everyone knows this now 
The average better knows this. So while Dallas is the public team, I would basically say that it might be a little lopsided to the team that's beating the spread. You know, they, they have the best record. They're seven and two, eight and one, whatever it is, against the spread. So that's your money making team right now in the NFL, betting Philadelphia every week. So I don't know if that can be counteracted by the Dallas contingent or if the line may actually go higher because everybody's aware that Philadelphia is doing such a great job against the spread. My personal opinion is that those teams like New Orleans and like and Philadelphia, they're gonna be overvalued. Maybe that line should actually be two and it's three and a half because because they've been covering every game, and that you're almost you're getting a penalty for doing so well against the spread. All right, let's go to college football, guys, because there's a lot going on here uh, at this time of year. Yeah, specific- every day, every day. It, it, well, it is every day, and you're right about that. But specifically, we get to the point now. Uh, you've got these big rivalries that are going to be played: USC, UCLA. Cal Stanford. You've got big rivalries in the on-deck circle. Uh, Army-Navy does get extra time to prepare, uh, but you've got Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, you know, with Michigan catching a touchdown seven and a half against uh, um, a good Wisconsin team, but you know, you, Ohio State's a 41-point favorite against Illinois. You're telling me in the middle of the third quarter, they're not going to start thinking about Michigan? I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. Even though the coach tries to warn these guys about that stuff, it happens all the time. Well, and the rivalry games that are going to be coming up, like the Iron Bowl um, in, in a week that's coming up, again, with Alabama and Auburn, they have to. are they just going to look ahead? Is Alabama just going to look ahead on Mercer? Um, you know, oh, that's... Is that a crime or what? <laughs> Every year these guys do. Well, you know, like, unbelievable. How does, how does Alabama get away with that every year? I mean, Mercer, usually they're good at basketball, but football, I mean, come on put them up against Alabama. It's like almost like literally an NFL team playing a, a average high school team. It, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, it, it's ridiculous that they uh, every year. All right, whatever. Forget the soapbox. <laughs> but we do have a, a semi-rivalry game this week with Miami playing Virginia. I mean, this is the type of game where oh, Miami could be in a letdown you spot. Bet. They're laying 19 at home. They came off that huge, they're on national television this week. They haven't been on national television in many years. This is the first time last week that game day has been there since '02. So they're not. They haven't been getting a lot of attention in the last decade since their you know triumphs when they were national champions. But Lane 19 at home versus a decent Virginia team, and Miami's. I could see they're already looking forward to the ASC ACC championship. Right. And this is a letdown spot for them because they had come off that huge high horse play against Notre Dame where they triumphed and they crushed them and everybody's wearing the chain, the turnover chain. I'm sure you saw that, Brian. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the big thing. And, again, Virginia, if you like Virginia, I mean, that number could balloon to 21. You could grab them getting three touchdowns, and with Miami looking ahead, it could be a good spot for them. Well, and, and again, it goes back to the point of how as often as you guys are playing uh, half, second halves and things of that nature, you know, at least having that thought process when you get to halftime when you've seen what you've seen and you take those kind of things into account i mean it's a different it's it's apples and oranges kind of but it's not it's like again jacksonville now laying a touchdown on the road here's miami it's been a while yeah these kids are good and they're feeling their oats but i mean that is a monster letdown spot but the other thing that starts to happen here in these final few weeks the pressure starts to mount on these guys, and some of them haven't dealt with it in a long time, and you just don't know how they'll react to it. Well, that, and especially with the championships coming up, um, they're really, it's the look ahead is they just want to get there, and everybody, you know, their their whole schedules are different now with classes and, and all that, and it makes, you got to... Let me, let me throw in my, my numbers of the week. We'll call it the numbers of the week segment. How about if I told you that the dogs in college football winning straight up on the money line, that means that, you know, that you're a dog, you win the game out, right, Brian? 21.87%, 150 wins, five. 136 losses. That means the favorites are winning 78% of the time straight up. So I just said, I'm going to repeat if you're listening, 150 and 536 every dog straight up. So for all you guys trying to get that 
big money line money back on those dogs, you haven't been too good. Um, you've only had 150 cash tickets out of you know some 800 played. Now, let's go to the point spread. Dogs are up 344 and 318, 52%. So here, the dogs are covering and losing. I'm going to say it again. The dogs are covering and losing. So where you can arbitrage is if you can get a short price on a money line, big word, arbitrage, and bet the money line favorite and the dog to cover. It's been a very profitable bet. Back to middling. You've had six middles going into week um, 11 in the NFL, where a week earlier, so this is week 12 in college football, you've had 24 games hit the number. So the actual record in football right now in college is 344, 318, and 24 on the closing number. But this is like eye-opening stuff when you go back and you look at a 10-week sample size and you you know all these guys go, yeah, I love the dog. I think they're going to win outright. I used to say, if I love a dog, they should win outright. Well, that has not been the... This scenario this year. This year, 150 cash tickets and 536 losses, but 344 cash tickets on those same dogs on the point spread. So I'll let you guys run with that. Well, no, again, fire those, man, you got. What do you got? Like a legal pad there? You got all those numbers down? That's pretty good. I got nine. You say, I got seven computers in your office. I got fifteen here. <laughs> Yo, the other thing, uh, as we are with you, and we're glad to be with you. SportsInsiderRadio.com, one eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. Mike, the rivalries, the look ahead spots, the things we talk about, the other uh, opportunities that are out there, and they may be in smaller conferences. You know, we'll talk about oh, hey, here's the top four in the college playoff ranking. I don't don't even get me going. All right. By the way, last week did we not talk about this? That in the college playoff ranking system, uh, Michigan State was number twelve, Ohio State was number thirteen, Ohio State was an eighteen point favorite, and they just scored again. I mean, and that system is what determines who plays in the games. Are you kidding me? All right, but now you got the motivation aspect for teams in smaller conferences that could be, uh, you know, four and four and six or five and six and say hey i mean these are games that get them bowl eligible so you're going to get their level best effort because there's a little carrot at the end of the stick for them well and and that's always going to be the case especially now that a lot of these teams it took them four to five weeks to get cohesion and really start rocking and rolling that's a word that's a word go ahead and really (laughs) start playing affluent with each other and the reality is these guys are some of these guys you're talking about just getting out of high school and now they've had a full pretty much year because they've been in spring spring training now all the way into a, like a half of a season now they're rolling and you really have to pay attention to the games and the line makers because look the line makers and we didn't bring this up but with totals where people think they can get an edge if you play so far this year in totals 320 games went over 364 games under 46 and 53 percent. So the chances. You know, once you add the juice into those numbers, it's not that even. It's so, even. So, you know, and, and, and real quick, since college basketball just started, what is this considered like week three or week two of hoops? Right? Week one. <laughs> week one. So listen to this. Started Friday, right? It started last Friday. Right. You listen to this 25 and 130. I'm going to say it again. 25 outright wins for the dogs and 130 losses. 16%. Against the spread, the dogs are down 71 to 82. It's now 47%, which with the juice, it doesn't really matter if you've been betting the favorites or betting the dogs. It's 52% versus 46%. The point is, is that that line is the great mountain that you have to climb because if you're just going to look for outright money line tickets and I know guys in Vegas that make a living hitting money lines but if you're and again obviously it's not laying the favorite it's playing the dog so you had very little to pick from you have 105 more losses than 25 wins but on the spreads you're basically even so you know this is the stuff people have to keep in mind as opposed to you know I like to look at broad trends not trends within each different conference for instance in college football I don't like I don't buy into the whole trends in the SEC versus trends in the Big 12 like to me 
the trends are line making trends and knowing that the bookmaker has a job to do and that's to take the money from the gambler so you got to be smart enough to know where you have an edge and why you can actually middle money lines against point spreads when you see these huge disparities wow i'm another one Wow, I'm proud of you guys today. I mean, you you really brought your A game. We took we brought we took an English course before we came. I, I, here. I, I, you guys get each other a thesaurus you be for Christmas. Of Mike, he didn't come here till he was eight, so you really you, <laughs> he's pulling he's pulling words that I they must be rooted in Russian or something. And hey, by the way, uh, we started talking about your little outfit, uh, but on the on on <laughs> on the text you sent your bike riding outfit, 38 degrees. You bring up a good point. We'll start with it and we'll end with it. Weather is now something that has to be very much taken into account when we're talking about football. I mean, yeah, listen, I, was, I almost got blown over to the left with a side wind that just almost whacked me off the bike this morning. I can't imagine when it's like that and you're trying to throw a little football through the air or you're kicking that football, um, especially in a place like Chi-Town, you know, in Chicago. I mean, you know, at Soldier Field, depending upon which way the wind, if it's coming in or if the wind's going out, obviously that's relevant in baseball season as well. Um, but, yeah, you've got to worry about the weather and then the deep frigid, you know, you, you like to tell me about teams that travel from east coast to west coast but what about people that are just not acclimated to the cold they're just not used to it and and, and i mean that couldn't be more uh, notable to me than when i come to vegas every three weeks and people are already bundled up in september like it's dead of winter well, i wanted to add to that point as well we i know it's a little bit a little bit away because the bowl season's not started yet but a lot of the teams that aren't acclimated to the weather and they play in a cold bowl where it's freezing out there, yep. they just are not ready for the, the temperature. They're not ready to play in those conditions, and they get smoked, and that happens every year because now they have so many bowl games, they can't just put them in all the warm places. All right, let me leave you with this, sportsinsiderradio.com, 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Now, we started with the bicycle outfit. A bicycle, a bike, I'm sorry, but... Uh, here's my suggestion, uh, John. You go and you get yourself a fancy bicycle built for two. You wearing your lime green downhill skier outfit with flash on the back seat behind you. Well, I already actually have that bicycle, but it's for my son. But, yeah, you know, I, if I could get him to get on the back of the bike, I, I'd have more horsepower. Let's put it that way. All right. What do you call it? It's an hour of what? It's a ta- It's a tandem. <laughs> yeah, real. Hey, fellas, good stuff. We'll do it again next week. Have a great week. You got it, man. You got it. All right, sportsinsiderradio.com. Check it out, 1-800-209-1679. Thanks for joining us here on AM 1400 KSHP. From the entertainment capital of the world. AM 1400.